A difficult night in New York. Jackie Powell and I are here to discuss it. New Year, same old liberty? Let's find out. Locked on Women's Basketball starts now. You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, hi there. Happy Wednesday. I am Howard Magdahl, founder and editor of The Next and host of Locked On Women's Basketball. You can follow us by subscribing. Now that you've made us your first listen of the day. Everywhere podcasts are found. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Locked on WVB. And make sure you're following all the work our amazing staff at The Next is doing, both at The Next Hoops on social, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Instagram, or go to thenexthoops.com. Every bit of your paid subscriber revenue gets you extra goodies and funds the work that we do. And nobody's doing better work period, than Jackie Powell, who joins me, writes about the New York Liberty for us, writes, of course, over at Bleacher Report as well, uh, is the social media maven for all that we do. Jackie Powell, it's delightful to be with you. I haven't seen you since the subway last night. <laughs> I know, long time no see. It's, it's great to be here and to debrief about a really puzzling start mm. for the Liberty. So let's talk about it. You know, the one in four, but last night in particular, it was just, I mean, where do you start? There was 29 turnovers, uh, came very close, perilously close to setting the WNBA record, which is 33. You had Sabrina Ionescu held to just two points. Uh, you had that uh, note that came from the Liberty uh, before the game that Ellie the Elephant had been sent to a farm to live upstate and know we couldn't go to visit her. I mean, just one thing after another, after another, right? Did I miss the Ellie note? Or you oh, just... maybe, maybe that last one didn't happen, but the other two, just as hard to fathom 29 turnovers and two points for Sabrina. Jackie, I understand you had a chance to go through and watch all 29 turnovers. What did you see and why did you do that? So I'll, I'll answer the latter before I answer the former. I did that because I wanted to pick up trends and patterns. And the what I love about WNBA stats is they have this video box score. Mm -hmm. So you can go to the box score and you can click on all the turnovers and they play them straight for you in game order. You know, I mean, probably I'm going to end up watching more full clips of this game rather than just individual plays but to get a start when it comes to reflecting and understanding why things happened first place to go is the video box score so I went through all 29 turnovers to pick up patterns and so you asked what did I see so when it comes to those patterns the few things I saw were they were very slow they were too slow there were a bunch of times where you had Natisha Heideman picking the pocket of Sabrina Ionescu just because mm -hmm. Sabrina was, she was slow. And, and Sandy Brondello said that, um, you know, she didn't have her feet under her. And um, the pop in her legs, I know she mentioned too. I thought that was interesting, which to be fair, three games in five days, I get it. Yeah. 
Um, so it wasn't just Sabrina who was too slow. I mean, you saw that from players on, on pick and roll. I mean, some of Sammy Whitcomb's turnovers, she was throwing good pocket passes, but the players weren't in sync. It's like, you could argue, okay, does Sammy throw that pass too wide? Or is it that Lorella Kubai wasn't quick enough on the roll to get that pass? I mean, I don't know because I'm not a coach, but I think you, the fault is at, is on both sides rather. I, I do want to point out, and regardless of whose fault it is, there's a larger point. There's a lack of connectivity. Now I was speaking to a league observer yesterday who just talked about the fact that it is worth remembering this Liberty team is learning an entirely new system. They're doing it on the fly with a bunch of injuries that we'll get into, and they're doing it with a bunch of new players. So it's not a shock that Lorella Kabai is a rookie, new to the league, has never played with Sammy Whitcomb before, and that they are not in sync on a particular play, especially compared to their Connecticut counterparts who have played together for years, uh, is very much par for the course, I think. Yeah, and I think that brings us to the next thing that I noticed, which is hesitation. Um mm-hmm. Even there were many plays where Liberty ball handlers were either waiting too long or just didn't really know what to do. I mean, the idea here and the, the, the changes, so there aren't, okay. So while this is a new system under Sandy Brandello, she hasn't taken away what was implemented when it comes to having a more pick and roll, read and react type system. So the Liberty are still trying to make reads. And so they were very slow to make those reads. There was a lot of a hesitation. Hmm. I mean, Natasha Howard was holding onto the ball. She was trying to make the right read. And since everyone was really slow on the Liberty, so there was one play where Natasha Howard was holding the ball. And I believe it was Alyssa Thomas on her. And so Alyssa Thomas was quite spry and, and awake and trying to defend on ball like she does. Mm-hmm. And then to Natasha Howard's left, you see um, Steph Olson and Benijah Laney in sort of like a two-person game where Steph is trying to, um, I think, back screen for Laney mm-hmm. so that Laney could then cut right to the wing. She was wide open. Um, maybe that took too long. And maybe Natasha Howard didn't see it to her left. Right. So that created another turnover too. And again... You're talking about players. Laney and Howard played together, but not a ton, and certainly not with Natasha Howard at full strength. Steph Dolson, new to this system. It is a work in progress. I, I just think, you know, look, I'm coming at this, I know from our subway discussion that you are too, from the point of view that they are one in four, but there are very few reasons to think, geez, this cake is baked and this is where the liberty are. And I, I, I think it is. Number one is just that question of finding a way to play together and more to the point to practice together, something they'll now get a chance to do after three and five and four and seven. Now they've got six days to be able to do it. But it was fascinating to me to see that for the second time this year, there were teams that were able to take Sabrina out of the game. You know, it's one thing if Sabrina has a rough shooting night, Uh, it's par for the course for anyone. Uh, What do you think and how concerning is it that there are defensive schemes? Granted, 
the defensive scheme that won the 2021 WNBA championship and the defensive scheme that was the best in the WNBA regular season in 2021 that are able to do that to Sabrina? Well, I think you sort of said it with how you framed it. You said the best defense during the regular season in 2021 mm-hmm. and the defense that won the WNBA championship. Uh, Sabrina is a third year player, but I mean, I guess I'd call her, a, she's really a second year player. Mm-hmm. A red and shirt sophomore in a lot of ways. She's a red shirt. If she were in college because three games, you know, two and a quarter games. Okay. So a red shirt sophomore. I, I like that term a lot, actually. So she's had very limited experience to try to counter that. And so that's something that Sandy Brondello mentioned. Mm -hmm. She said, something we need to work on is we need to learn and figure out together how we counter some of what teams are throwing at us, how we counter some of our weaknesses. It's really interesting because it's been mentioned a couple of times. And I think each time it's been mentioned, it's a reference to Sabrina. So Sabrina said it, And then Sandy said it when they were like, well, we're not the most athletic team. Mm -hmm. I think that refers to Sabrina's athleticism, not necessarily the whole team without saying, you know, Sabrina's not athletic. Because it's like you have Natasha Howard, you have um, a bunch of players who can run and gun in transition. There's a lot of Mm -hmm. athleticism, I find, on that team. So... I think it's about the fact that Sabrina is a redshirt sophomore in this league. And I think you have a new coach that is trying to figure out, okay, this is our weakness. What is the counter? And that is something that Sandy Brondello has done so well in her career as a head coach in this league. I mean, you go back to the finals run last year and the way in which she was able to counter so many disadvantages that her team had I mean there was one at the end which wasn't controllable which was they just didn't have enough depth but there were multiple uh discussions or or rather ideas that she sort of implemented to counter her team's deficiency Mm -hmm. and she does it over and over again and I want to talk about that because the second part of our show is going to be about solutions but first We're going to talk about Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product that you can consume with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients, AG1, supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. So, Athletic Greens has given you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NBA network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And when it comes to taking ownership of your health, certainly the Liberty need to do a little bit better on that front. Not that it's any fault of theirs. These things happen, but my goodness, just, you know, we were talking about wanting to ask Sandy after the game, why were you playing your starters in the fourth quarter 
down by 30. I thought maybe it's a question of continuity, but she addressed it without even anybody asking the fact that she just didn't have healthy bodies to throw in there. Jocelyn Willoughby is out and it sounds like a, a number of weeks. Dee Richards as well. Han Shu, Rebecca Allen just coming back. Just take me through just what the on-ramp is to getting some of these players back over the next few games or not in some cases. Yeah, it looks a little bit bleak to be quite honest. And I'm a, to be honest, the concern from my end comes at that end rather than looking at this whole lack of chemistry, all of the turnovers, because my understanding is that that is fixable with time. Mm -hmm. The injuries are less predictable. Um, Unless controllable. Unless controllable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So when it comes to the on-ramp, so I guess we'll start with Rebecca Allen. So Mm -hmm. Rebecca Allen needs some sleep. I spoke to her about this last night and she says to me, she says, look at my eyes, Jackie. Like, look at that. They're the bags under my eyes. Um, you know, not every player in this league is like Kayla McBride who can hop over a time zone and lead her team to victory. Mm-hmm. This is not a shame or not um, a situation to be critical of Beck Allen. There's- There's no controlling it. Yes. Your body reacts the way it reacts. So I think Beck Allen just needs some sleep and she just Mm -hmm. needs some time practicing with everyone. So I think she will be more looking like herself by Mm -hmm. the time they play next. Also, by the way, Sandy obviously has particular insight into how to use her from the national team in Australia. So I would think that would help as well. Oh, absolutely. 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 And, and Sandy Brandello is not a coach that um, let's just say Sandy is a coach that believes in Beck Allen, that believes mm-hmm. in her development, that knows how special of a player she is and will not hide her on the bench. Mm-hmm. Take that as you will. So moving on to Han Shu. So the injury report said, and this was quite last minute, we got this maybe less than an hour before tip mm-hmm. or maybe an hour. And what it said was a non COVID illness. So we don't really know if that is what it's going to be because with COVID with Omicron, how it works is sometimes when you test, it goes negative and then you test a couple days later and it's positive. So that's something to monitor. No doubt. Uh, I did see Han in the locker room. And I did ask her a couple of things. I tried to distance myself a bit, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, she seemed in okay spirits. She wasn't like coughing all over the place or anything. I told her, I hope she gets well. And once her translator, Cindy translated that to her, Han said, thank you back to me, which was very sweet. Mm-hmm. So with Han, I'm, I'm, I think I'm a little less worried unless mm-hmm. something else happens and she does test positive for COVID. Sure. Now the other two, that's where I'm a little bit more concerned. And by the way, not just because of the injuries, but because of the roles in which they play on this team. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I, I just, you know, to talk about Jocelyn Willoughby, somebody who is capable of playing two, three, four for this team at a time where they desperately need more production out of those positions on the floor. 
you know, when Sandy said it's a number of weeks with a knee injury, that was concerning to me as well. But Dee Dee Richards, that, you know, she's battled a hamstring issue here a couple of times already. The fact that, and I don't blame them. We, I think we've talked about this uh, from the previous time. You got to be conservative with a hamstring injury, but especially after there's a recurrence. Well, now there have been, uh, to my mind, two recurrences, right? Well, so if you're talking about the hamstring injury from the Elite Eight last season also, right? that's right. a different hamstring. That. Yes. No, this no. I'm is... thinking about the two here and the, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, the fact that she had one preseason and then she had had to come out of a game. Right. And now here we are again because she was practicing. Yeah. I mean, I think what Sandy explained was that they jumped the gun a bit too soon mm-hmm. and they they really value Dee Dee Richards and they really value Jocelyn Willoughby too. So this is thinking about it for the long game as well. Um, as we know, Jonathan Kolb, the general manager, picked up Willoughby's uh, fourth year option. Mm-hmm. So what that means is they see her as someone who they are betting on. They see her as someone who is going to contribute mightily to this team when healthy. And in her minutes, she did. I mean, although she wasn't completely healthy, I mean, Arike Agumbuale scored three points in the first half while being guarded by Jocelyn Willoughby. Jocelyn Willoughby is a two-way player who can help them so much, you know, Newark, New Jersey's own. And, And I just... It's so frustrating. It has to be for her as well. But it's so frustrating that just every time she's on the cusp of doing these things so far, she's losing the opportunity due to injuries. Uh, but to your point about Didi, you know, they have her in a position where she's playing point guard more. She would, when she's healthy, be a change of pace guard from Sabrina when you're looking for more athleticism, a little bit uh, more on the defensive end. Uh, it, it, it just... The team is put together in a logical way, but logic gets thrown out the window when you're dealing with these kinds of injuries. And so I, I don't necessarily know that I had a feel from either one coming back first, but I wonder how soon Marine Johannes can get out here, uh, number one. And number two, what they're going to do about even signing a hardship player if we are looking at nine players for the foreseeable future, depending on what Han Shu's uh, status is in the near term. Oh, man. Um, I think I should pull up my tab, which has the French playoffs on it. Mm-hmm. One moment. But it makes okay. sense. You know, Marine is somebody who gives them scoring in the backcourt, somebody who gives them the opportunity to change the game. Her athleticism is very significant. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're just continuing to talk about Maureen, that her athleticism speaks directly to what Sandy was talking about yesterday, right? You know, she is another look for them. And, you know, we haven't talked about AD, obviously, uh, who had 11 minutes, who uh, was able to give them some necessary time when they were extremely shorthanded. But AD, who is still ramping up, is not at a point at this moment to be a difference maker the way they need someone to be in that backcourt. That is correct. And to add on to that, um, you need someone who can 
keep up with mm. speedy guards on the defensive end. Yeah. And that is something that in all of AD's minutes has been an absolute struggle. Um, you know, if you want to talk about hesitation, there's even more hesitation from AD. I mean, mm. before last night, all of their minutes consisted of them hovering on the wing and then maybe doing a handoff to get the ball into Sabrina's hands. Um, Sandy wants them to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. And it's been a real struggle. It's yeah. been a real struggle for them to be aggressive. And it's understandable, mm-hmm. but it also is a harsh and unforgiving league for somebody ramping up. So I, I want to talk about what's next, what you need to see them get better at over this six-day period. But before we do, I want to talk about something that doesn't need to get better. And that is, of course, the Bill Bar birthday cake puffs. I, I want you to envision, because Jackie, you've been here, you've been to the house, you've seen what it's like uh, when my children are excited about something. Imagine when the box opens, they're grabbing the birthday cake puffs, they're trying it, uh, they, they love the white chocolate, they love the sprinkles, it's like dipping your finger into a plastic tub of birthday cake frosting, except it's not because built bar birthday cake puffs are only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. So if you haven't tried the puffs, I think it's important that, you know, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. You know, there's other flavors. There's churro, there's banana cream pie. It makes you feel like every day, is your birthday. So go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And Jackie, when you do it, who do you tell them sent you? Grandma Myrna, of course. That's true. That's right. So over the next six days, what did you hear out of Sandy, first of all, but more significantly, out of Benajah Laney and Steph Dolson. And I just by way of framing this answer, I want people to understand, normally the game's over, there's a 10-minute corn-off period, and then uh, media availability begins. It was well over 20 minutes last night. And I say this not as a means of complaint. I say this as a means of understanding that there was, in part, a players-only meeting to try and figure out how to fix what was plaguing the New York Liberty through the first five games. So take me through, first of all, what it felt like when you walked into that locker room. And then second of all, let's talk about what you heard out of Steph and Benajah about what they want to change. Yeah. So I was um, waiting outside of that locker room for around 20 minutes and, you know, waiting patiently thinking about what to ask, the type of mood to approach them with. Mm-hmm. Because when you come off a loss like that, you want to sort of um, approach them in a way with uh, with empathy while also trying to get what you need done. Mm-hmm. So I go in there and it, it obviously looks a bit low energy. It looks a bit somber, but it doesn't look angry if that makes sense it does so i walk in i see natasha howard on her phone taking a breather just trying to take a breath i see then in the corner of my eye 
around, I want to say the right corner as I'm walking in, I see Sabrina Ionescu and Sammy Whitcomb, like huddling together, having a very intense private conversation one-on-one. Then I walk through, I see AD sitting next to Beck Allen. Uh, I talk to AD a little bit and they're, they're sort of out of breath and, and they had, um, it seemed like they were maybe screaming a bit because their voice is a bit hoarse. Um, and, and then talking to Beck Allen, she even apologizes. She's like, I'm sorry for the low energy. Um, so I get the sense that they were just absolutely gassed, mm-hmm. but they weren't as dejected as you'd expect. If that Which is encouraging five games in especially. That's really interesting. I, I mean, that scene mirrors what we saw out of, and just to give people a sense of it, Steph and Benajia came to the podium. So Jackie's over in the locker room and then back in the press conference room after Sandy spoke, there was a long period of time. And then Steph and Benajia come out and they talked to us and they, they both spoke about leadership. But you asked this great question right near the end about what they specifically were going to do about and what would what did they tell you and what did you take away from what they said Hmm. so Steph put it in a way that was so much less cliche than she could have Mm -hmm. which I appreciate and usually the cliche term is you have to lead by example but Steph was more frank and honest about it and she said we've talked a lot there's been a lot of talking And it wasn't just tonight. It was on Sunday afternoon when they lost to the Wings and Benajah Laney led the huddle on the court and pretty much barked at her team for three minutes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I took my binoculars to sort of see what she was saying. And she kept saying, we have to box out. And that that comes from a an awareness standpoint and obviously an effort perspective. Yeah. But. So Steph was sort of saying, we've done a lot of talking. It's now mine and Benajah's job to do it, to do it, to set that example in practice and to really set the tone because people aren't going to buy in unless they see it happening from their leaders. Mm -hmm. I also want to reference a specific word that Benajah used. And I don't know if she used this word in response to me or to someone else. But she said along the lines of, she said, we have to change the verdict of our team. Mm -hmm. And so when people use words like that, I like to turn to the dictionary definition. And I like to sort of see, well, what exactly does she mean by that? And so when you look at the, the dictionary definition of the word verdict, obviously there's a more legal or legalese um, definition, but it also means changing the perception or opinion of something. Mm-hmm. And I think this is exactly what Benajah Laney meant. Hmm. She said, she was very blunt about it. She was like, this is embarrassing. She's like, I'm very embarrassed by all of this. Yeah. And so this whole idea of changing the verdict, changing the opinion that not only fans or us media folks, but what other teams, the verdict 
that other teams have about who the Liberty are. Mm -hmm. It really makes sense. That's so interesting. The verdict of this team. Well, I can't wait to read the story about this. It's going to be fascinating to check out over at the next hoops.com. Uh, Jackie Powell is doing amazing work. And before I let you go, just something I wanted to note. Uh, I saw this last night when we were there. Barclay Center, of course, is the home of the New York Liberty, as we well know. But I found out uh, that there's an NBA team that also plays there. There's a, a men's basketball league called the National Basketball Association. Had you heard about that? Yeah, and I think there was a player from that men's team that also plays at Barclays who was there in the audience last night. Indeed, we did. But the great Bruce Brown, pride of University of Miami, was there. And so we thank you for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NBA. From the first jump ball of the play-in tournament to the last possession of the finals, Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting... I know it gets me every time all 30 teams as opposed to 12 someday, Jackie Powell, someday. We're gonna well, get we will. Thank you all for listening. The great Eric Graham's going to join me tomorrow. We're going to be talking about the Dallas wins who let's be frank, have problems of their own. Make sure you're following us at locked on WBB subscribe, tell your friends because we're here every weekday doing this level of in-depth analysis and make sure you subscribe to the next over at the so that people like Jackie Powell get to keep on doing the work. I'm Howard Megdahl wishing you a wonderful Wednesday. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.